Open spoken word, nigga Joe Rogan. ACOG, that's my slogan. Now doors about to open, hoping, hope it goes in. Kawhi DeRozan. Javon, Slotty Bez, Turner. I don't care what you want to call him. That's what I call him, you feel me? And uh, what's good, man? How you been, bro? How you feeling today? I'm good, man. I'm alive, being alive as well, man. Chillin'. I want to uh, let the uh, let the chat know, let the people know, you feel me? Hold on, let me get, get up to this nigga's level real quick, you feel me? All right, boom. So, I want to give a brief description myself of how I know Javon, you feel me? Because I didn't really get to that with Tigo, but I know Javon very well, you feel me? Um, you know, me and Javon, I met this nigga probably too long ago, you feel me? Played peewee football, peewee basketball, you name it. Used to beat my ass in uh, Bantam. Uh, his team was actually elite. Um, otherwise, ours, Turners, you feel me? Uh, I Look, I'm an honest person, but IMBS, don't get it wrong. I got I got the, you know what I'm saying, the trophies, the show. Yeah, niggas was, niggas was never worried about IMBS. That's the problem. Yeah, I know because you, you're young ass playing up. You were more worried about mm. Legion. Yeah, anyways, Legion, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We had G-Baby, he was 55, and then we had Will, he was 64, so we was cool. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people talk about G-Baby, like, as far as, like, Bantam, not Bantam, like, back when we was playing, like, ours and IBS, I don't remember anything of him doing, people act like he was Gary Payton. He was Michael Jordan. There's no, there's no way. Dude. Bro, he was pulling there's up, no way. bro, I'm pulling up with two hands and, like, trying to, catapult this man is pulling up like he's in high school bro like pulling up just, so, like, so i just don't get how like people are really saying he was the michael jordan of little people basketball but he wasn't gonna beat me one-on-one he wasn't gonna beat me one-on-one back in the day i mean i'm just so like i'm not gonna say any names but there were some some people they grew so fast like they grew so fast right. at the right time that like they just had uh, that you know what I'm saying? Like, just that ultimate, like, I know a couple people, but I ain't going to throw no names. But, like, just some people that just grow way too early, and they, you think they're going to be 6'5 once they get to high school, but they stay 5'11 yeah. until, oh, bro, no cap. I was not flaming you. That is not towards you in any way, shape, or form. Don't hey, it's all that. good. I definitely did take that five. I'm six foot. I swear to Thanks God on my life, I, it wasn't about you. Like, I had a whole nother, like, a whole nother person in my mind. But I forgot you. Hey, you were 18 foot in uh, fifth grade. And you were just... Well, the shoe, the shoe don't fit. I'm I'm six foot now, so it don't really matter. You're right. You're right. Uh, a couple stiff arms later, you feel me? A lot of running out of bounds. But um, it's all good. So... Let's see. You know, this is where the questions come in because we can just talk about anything, but nobody knows essentially what we're talking about um, as much as we do. You feel me? People are going to tune in. They're going to understand that we obviously know each other. But yeah, like I said, I know Javon um, simply from playing sports back in the day and then all the way up till now. He's still a good friend. Um, treat him like family. You feel me? When I see him, it's always a good time. And uh, yeah, man. Shit, how are you, bro? You know what I'm how's your. How's I'm your good, bro. Everything with me is cool. Um, just left Falls uh, about around like uh, middle of September. Moved out here to Towson, which is by Baltimore, Maryland. Got a little job opportunity out here, so just doing what I can, stacking my cheese. Uh, graduate December seventeenth with my finance degree, okay. and then yeah, we on to the paper. We on to the paper, definitely. Let's give this man a round of applause. You feel me? That's that's a sound of generational wealth, and that's what we're here for. You feel me? 
That's a beautiful thing for real. I didn't even know you were in school right now. Definitely got to finish it up. I took a little half semester off. Not a half semester, a semester off. Is it like and a, yeah. an associate's degree or is it a full four? No, nah, this my this my full four bachelor of science from uh, Penn State. So you got um you went to Barron, right? Barron. I was at Barron. I was at Barron, but I finished at University Park. Okay, and then how many years did you get up there? Like two, three. It was two and two, two okay, and two program. So you split, you split them. Okay, okay. That's okay, okay. So then, what took you to um, like what took you to Baltimore? Honestly, I, that's something I didn't know. You feel me? Because I see you in the mix uh, at times, so I'd be like, no. Nah. Uh, so when you're a finance major, right? Like when you first get out, you're either going to go to an entry level at a bank, or you're going to go to an entry level at a firm, because you got to get your feet wet first before you even try to get the manager position. You can all frip off rip go and get a little manager's position somewhere like at like a giant eagle or like walmart or like some anywhere like uh what's another good spot like you go to t-mobile get a manager spot at&t you mean you don't get that manager spot because you know finances you know i mean every business needs a finance department you know i mean but try and get straight to the bread you got to go to them firms or them banks so i mean yeah that's the route i'm taking that's that's an interesting route because honestly now and like in this time and age, if you understand money and understand like you know what to do with it, I mean if mm-hmm. I if I had any advice, I mean I would just start doing side hustles, you feel me? Just like start doing the entrepreneurship side of it. So then you can start, you know what I'm saying, being a finance counselor. You can be like a financial advisor for people, you feel me? Especially nigga where we're from, like the reason why people are stuck are because they put themselves in that repetitive cycle. And they don't want to get out. Yeah, you because they feel comfortable. You know, you you know, I got to You know, side hustle. That's you know, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta get into that. And no, I never, oh, I never yeah. have to. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? We, yeah, we all know yeah. how to hustle. We know how to make it. There's a reason why you're in Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta be able to evolve and embrace change. That's what most people don't do. Always, bro. You know what I'm saying that's why I'm in San Diego, and somehow you're in Baltimore. I thought you were just visiting. Like Definitely. every time, like I look at the, you know what I'm saying, I realized. Mm-hmm. In the end, when it comes to uh, the people that I knew that had ambition, the people that had that mentality. Now, I ain't even gonna lie, I didn't have that until it took like something real, you know what I'm saying? Something something so real in front of your face that you're like, you know what, I can do nothing but be better. You feel me? Like for instance, like fam- like failing college, it's like you had your whole life aligned to one ideal, you feel me? Like so then once it falls, like how the fuck are you gonna get back? To that, you know what I'm saying. So you have to yeah, you gotta have change. a backup plan. Exactly, and that's uh, that's uh, what taught me. Just um, you know what I'm saying. Shit, failed school because I wasn't focused. You know what I'm saying. Girlfriend, this. You feel me? Away from home, this. Um, I didn't really believe in like. Yeah, I went to school for business and sports, but that's I just like money and I like sports. It wasn't like. Right. It wasn't a passion. It was more or less just like I need to go to school to play baseball. Then to realize these niggas love baseball times fifty. Well, yeah, you know what I'm saying? yeah. So like it made me, and I was I was okay with it. You know what I'm saying? I was upset in the moment, but it made me realize my general focus wasn't like I was only giving baseball probably seventy five percent because as soon as something right. happened, it became fifty. You know what I'm saying? I never knew what 50 felt like. I just knew I was doing more than 50. You feel me? It wasn't like I felt like it was 100, but then once you get exposed to these to the guys that are doing 150, 
that's mm-hmm. when you start really getting to that realization. And yeah, and it put me in a place. Yeah, and that's low key. That's low key something we don't really see in the black community a lot because we grew up around a lot of men who play three sports, four sports. You know what I mean? So that's why, like in the black community, kids want to. If I, one thing I tell my son whenever I have a son is, if you like, if you want to play all three sports, cool. Like that's cool. But until a, to a certain age, once sixth grade hits, seventh I was grade say hits, like maybe middle eight, school. Middle school. Middle school hits, you need to focus in on one sport, give it 100%. DP, he focused in on track, give it 100%. And look Boom. where he's at. Don, Donovan is kind of an exception. He was tall and big. But it's like, you, um, nah, bro, you got to focus on that one thing and stick to it and get straight to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you can't have any outside opinions delivering your experience. All right. Because that's what I Because low-key, when it goes, yeah, when it goes, when, like, you see white, uh, I don't be mean to be black and white, but there's this difference in the communities. We'll like, say, we'll say, you see we'll, white, we'll say, uh, we'll say culture. You know what I'm saying? Instead of color, we'll say, um, you know what I'm saying, Caucasian or, you know what I'm saying? Just the culture, like, you know what I'm saying? The culture of white people, say it like in that. The Caucasian, in, the, in the Caucasian community, when they grow up, like, they, they play sports all with us, all types of sports, but they're going to focus in on that main sport by the time they hit high school, so they're not wasting time. Because you're wasting time and focus, mm-hmm. trying to focus on three instead of one. You're wasting time, Loki. Yep, and that's, yep. that is actually because it doesn't matter what you do in life. Nobody can actually. I don't. You could call it whatever you want, but I believe, and through my studies of just my self discovery, maybe it's just me, but I believe nobody can truly. Mm-hmm. We can multitask, but not we can't give a hundred percent if we're multitasking. As in, you can't, you can't give a hundred percent two times. You know what I'm saying. So as much as you say yeah, you give a hundred fifty percent, it's like, all right, cool. If I'm like a hundred percent in the podcast, it means, like, I and that's why I don't put it into like podcasts. I'll be like, I'm a hundred percent into creativity, because you can, right. you can restrict yourself from putting yourself in the place of where you're, you, like, mentally you're putting a barrier. You know what I'm saying? Me, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, if I think like the podcast is stopping me from making music. It stopped me from mm-hmm. uh, doing photography. Stopped me from nah. If it's doing anything, it's enhancing it. It's making it better. So right. it's actually all in the same field. But if I don't analyze it that way, I won't be able to observe it as beneficial. So then I'll stop doing it because then I want to focus on something a lot heavier. So I feel like no, giving no. yourself that out of body out of body experience will be like be able to give you that that clarity on your own situation when it comes to that. Um, but yeah like yeah i mean and i wouldn't even say like of color you feel me like if anything we come from the land of the mutts you know what i'm saying a whole lot of me's uh to be honest yeah bro and i don't even mean to make it that's why i said it i don't mean to make it african-american or caucasian because yeah. bro even asian even bro we'll say poverty in. we'll say poverty in general because that's what we're used to i'm not saying yeah. you know what i'm saying well I, and look this is just like, in my perspective, you feel me? I'll, I'll give one thing. Like, Javon, he was able to grow up with a sense of generational wealth. Like, that was one thing, like, I admired about him. I was like, he, he was able... At times, people would have uh, thoughts of jealousy, thoughts of whatever. But we were young, you know what I'm saying? At those times, we're like, why is this nigga always got blah? Why is this nigga, you know what I'm saying, blah, blah? You know what I'm saying? But it's really just not... We're not observing our own place. We should observe and be grateful for what we have and not compare ourselves and put ourselves in a comparison bubble and uh but i'll just give you a perspective from like shit shit my perspective when i was young but now i understand it to a heavy degree i'm just like that's what i want to do for my kids i want to give them opportunities 
to where they they are already two steps ahead in a society where they're two steps behind. So that's what I I admired about Javon's situation because uh, nobody has an easy situation. But at the same time, the worst you could do is make a beautiful platform for that individual to succeed within the structure. Um, Definitely. But yeah, from where we're from, though, it's a highly popular, I mean, highly poverty, highly poverty driven area that um, it lacks passion and opportunity. But the actually, I I won't even say that. I'd say the passion is there, but the opportunity is not. So then it lacks passion. It's just like this back and forth game because people feel like that's the world. Be, uh, we'll say in Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania, um, that's our world. We don't see anything but that. So, and you have to really, right. really think about it. If we're making, if our minimum wage is seven twenty-five, say our median, uh, median salary is for the average is probably like twenty-four thousand at the most, maybe, maybe thirty. Like, imagine the right. fact. Like, how are you going to travel with thirty thousand? You know what I'm saying? When are you going to have time? It's impossible, yeah. You, you always got to make that money just to get to 30000 So you have no excess right. funds to kind of play with. And that's what most of us suffer with. And that's why it becomes that repetitive cycle. Because you never actually get to see outside the bubble unless someone around you has generational wealth. As in, because our parents could just, you know what I'm saying? They could just go on vacation, take their money. But they would have to be able to right. afford to take you or maybe your auntie or maybe your uncle, grandma, cousin, you know what I'm saying? Someone that was able to give you that opportunity so you could see the world. Right. And that might be like, that might be that one thing, that one step, like, holy shit, like, I don't think I'm meant to be here. That was my main thing. I knew I was, I was like, just different. And maybe it was just because I grew up in like the white, pro- not, or not white, but the glory projects you feel me in the projects like where like i'm not like in the trenches and i'm but like i'm just different you feel me i enjoy i was able to enjoy my poverty which was the ironic part i had five to six friends around me at all times so like i was there's beauty in that there's there's beauty in that there's beauty but there's also it does have detriment to your soul like to just because like for me you know what i'm saying like especially me I mean, even you, bro, like, there's not one time where niggas really weren't surrounded by four to five niggas. Like, think about it, bro. We're never going to get jumped. It, it wouldn't even be a thought. Why? Because we always have four to six people around us. We don't got to be bigger. You know what I'm saying? There's four to six of us. And I never thought of right. it that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get robbed in uh, San Diego State out here. Um, I get robbed, got my chance snatched, whatever. Uh, I explained that story a different... I'll tell you a different time. But I got robbed, boom, boom, boom. But I never put it in the frame of mindset, what did I do wrong until I had to really think about it after? Because I'm so used this to is when, like having this. This is, this is when you got to Cali? Uh, I would say it was about a year and a half, maybe like two years in. So like this... And this is one thing. My cousin, you feel me, Troy, he told me straight up. He said, don't go to any house parties. And I didn't, and I, I respected it, cause just because in my mind I'm like, I don't know anything out here, so like, why would I test anything anyways? Like this is right, 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 right. It's a test of my survival. But it was um, Tay from Beaver, if you know him. Um, uh, I honestly don't know his full name. If you're going to be real, but he's out here in San Diego. Yeah, I don't he's know. in the Navy. Um, we played sports against him, but so you probably know him if you've seen him. Um, but I've mm-hmm. seen him out here, and uh, he told me to come to that party. And 
It was just ironic. I'll just give you a summary. Like I walked in, it looked like a slip. Are you up. talking about uh he he a dark skinned dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little gap, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I know who you talking about. I think if I saw him, I know him, but you said you went to the party and it was a what? Uh it kind of gave me like slippery rock vibes, except like times five. Okay. You know what I'm saying? People rolling up here, people mm. drinking beer pong here, but you got the whole hood over here. You know what I'm saying? You got kind of like right, that, right. a mix of diversity. So it kind of like uh-huh. It started playing that that uh, that repetitive trick. That's what I call it now. It's like that trick. It was like testing mm-hmm. testing my survival. It's like, okay, you're in yep. that, that that repetitive place. You've been here before. You know what I'm saying? This is. Yeah. Are you gonna be able to react? Are you gonna be able to have awareness within the situation? Are you just gonna trust it? Mm-hmm. Are you just gonna trust that this is all gonna go well? And at Sorry. the time, I just trusted it to go well. Boom, boom, bang, get in the car. My dumb ass, I'm rolling up, cool, cool, cool. I got, no lie, like a whole QP or a quarter, uh, just a lot of weed. We'll put it like that. I had a lot of weed yeah, on my yeah. feet. And then I had, um, I was rolling up two woods in my passenger seat uh, car. Ironically, I got a parking spot. You never get a parking spot near a party. But I did today that or that day mm-hmm. and uh, pulled up, part boom. Um, for some reason, I want to be the cool guy. It's hard to like halfway explain the story because then you don't know like what made them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so basically, I had a CK pendant. Um, I did not know that meant Crip Killer. I, you know, I'm K Cook, so CK. Oh man! Yeah, oh. yeah. I ain't know that until a, you know what I mean. So it took me some time to figure that out. My uh, like, it's just funny because my cousin let me walk around with it all the time and then this one day he came home from work and was like nigga what the fuck do you have on I'm like yeah he's like and then he told me the situation I'm like so you just been let me just wear red and white stripes and a walking liability basically a walking body out here they don't they don't play you know what I'm saying they got and that's I realized about gang culture it's not it's not about like blue and red it's really about like right. just imagine like your uncle got killed by his uncle Five years ago, mm-hmm. so now he has a kid, and the kid, mm-hmm. you don't fuck, you know what I'm saying? Your uncle's gone because of his dad. Uh, you know what I mean? So you're Definitely. And the thing is, I came, when I came to L.A., remember I came to L.A. around July. Yeah. I came to L.A. I was going to come down to San Diego to see you, but it didn't work out, whatever. But then I ended up being in L.A., and I just took the time because my girl was dancing and shit. So, bro, in L.A., I drove... All the way, I was downtown LA, so I drove to South Central. I drove to Crenshaw, nigga. I drove to Watts, nigga. I I drove everywhere because we grew up just seeing it on TV, right? And in videos and watching articles about it and documentaries. No fuck all that. I'm like, I wish I knew somebody around us so I could just be like, let's yeah, just, just to get navigated, you know? just navigation, right? Yeah. But I uh, I went to see the house from Friday, nigga. I went to see. Um, the gym that Quincy played in on uh, Love and Basketball. Mm-hmm. I want to go. I want to go see a bunch of spots just to see what it's like in real life. And LA is definitely like that. In the gang culture, it does get like that there. Like definitely, I noticed that. In less, I was there for two weeks. I, I noticed that in less than three, four days. Like, yeah, it's blocking. I drove by Nipsey. It's right. I drove by Nipsey Hustle's. Um, what's Nipsey Hustle's shop out there? Um, the Marathon, right? Yeah. yeah. Drive past there. I'm looking for his shop because I'm like, oh, I'm definitely going there and buying me something from his spot. Like, definitely, like, right. R.I.P. to Nip. And um, I uh, go in front and they like, nah, bro, uh, it's closed. I'm like, damn, why is it closed? They like, um, 
too much uh, crime going on. They said somebody was getting shot in front of that shot once a day. I'm like, yeah, you right. I'm going to slide. I'm going to get gone. Definitely. But LA's the move. I was just telling my shorty, I would move there. I like Hawthorne. Hawthorne's a nice little area. But that's the I thing. Like Hawthorne. It's, it's just too volatile. That's why I wouldn't, I would tell you to come to San Diego. Like, so mm-hmm. then you can drive to LA. Yeah, a little two hour right. out the way. You feel me? It's like a trip. You know what I'm saying? Still got a little, like, little Erie, mm-hmm. little Erie or a little Hershey. Right. You know what I'm Something like that's, it's a drive, but it's not mm-hmm. like, like, you probably have to stay. But that's why I like San Diego. But San Diego's starting to get tainted by the LA because Corona, people can't afford to live in LA, so they drop to San Diego. So then it's like everything right. just kind of piles down here. Even the people in the rich part of San mm-hmm. Diego, they drop down because they're not as rich as these people in LA. So people are buying right. their houses and ch- the multiple different races of people are just buying empty houses just to own the lots. And uh, But the whole point is that it's too volatile in a place like LA. I'll tell you that for a fact. Because I know how volatile it is here when it comes to like uh-huh. population and blocks. Like people, they'll be like, you know, Spring Street, they'll be like, do you know uh, on 43rd and you know what I'm saying? It's like that. So, like, if you don't know oh, that block, you feel me? If you just don't know, like, thank God Nipsey was from Crenshaw because, like, you know what I'm saying? If you just drive past that shit, like, you don't at least have an idea of what you're possibly, like, that's when they talk about, like, young 24-year-old male gets shot on accident through shootouts, and you know what I'm saying? That's like, yeah, 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 it's not no. even the way you're supposed to go out, but in the end, it's kind of like, where did you put yourself? You put yourself right in that situation. So that's kind of how, I, like, L.A. is, it's a dead man's zone. That's the reason why, like, most celebrities are leaving because there's one thing about L.A. is that it's made to network. You're supposed to have yeah, bro. Like, multiple people, like, you know what I'm saying, creators. You should be able to go down the street and then be able to link up with someone and then be able to emphasize your exposure in this game, whatever game it is. Right. So when right. Corona happened, that's what made everybody leave. Because, like, if I can't talk to people in network, why the fuck am I here? Because that's how bad it is. Like, you're making a lot of sacrifices for L.A. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot. Like, mm-hmm. traffic, you can barely drive. No matter where you go, right, right, 30 right. minutes minimum. No matter where you go, you can be going to But it's worth it, man. It's, it's, no, no, it's, but it's that's, what, that's why I'm saying, like, San Diego. Like, because you get everything you get in L.A. except just not as much crime fulfilled. Yeah, no, you know I hear saying? you. Like, there's not that heavy, like, there's still game banging presence here, but they put gang enhancement. So, like, it's going to wipe out the streets in LA eventually. Gang enhancement essentially right. is like a minor charge. You get five years on top of whatever you did. Um, like a mm-hmm. medium charge is like 10 years on whatever you did. And then 15 and up for anything that's considered like a heavy crime. So, it's going to wipe you off the street. You. They're gentrifying. But in the end, if you don't like display the gap between the rich and the poor there's always gonna mm-hmm. be more crime no you're right bro so that's um, the problem you can't really just like you can't look away and just hope it goes away because you're doing things around it you have to actually like mm-hmm. do something about it in order for it to go away so no matter how many people you try to walk on the street there's always gonna be crime because people are gonna be stressed and then they're always gonna be comparing mm-hmm. themselves to these people and then these people you know Definitely, bro. And so it's yeah. always gonna go back and forth. So that's why I say like LA is just I mean, like I said, you came as a tourist. That's the best part. That's what I really try to break down to people. It's like and the fact that you found out three to four days, that means it was very, very, very dangerous at that time. You know what I'm saying? Because I say like you should be able to have a week. 
to enjoy your time. You know what I'm saying? Like, you should be able to come here in a week. But then once you get past a week, that reality starts to set in. Like, shit is expensive. Oh, I hear you. Shit is real expensive yeah. out here. Like, McDonald's ain't $5 for a meal. It's definitely 10 to 12 you know what I'm saying? To Definitely. everything you do, it's like inflated. Just imagine you get a drink in Pennsylvania for a dollar fifty here is three, no matter what. Definitely. So that's how's uh how's your um your cousin doing? You brought up your cousin Troy. How he's doing? Uh, I I just talked to him not too long ago. Um he's over there, um he should be graduate or um he should be finishing up his shit for his navy. So I actually gotta talk to him about that because I know he's should be finishing up his uh six year uh, contract. So I yeah. think he's been in for he it'll be seven years now. But uh okay. he's, he's in air traffic control, so he's gonna find him a nice nice good spot when he gets off the navy. So like a hundred K. He'll make like a hundred K doing he's still in doing this shit. Is he still in uh San Diego? Yeah he's uh he's a little he's right right down the street from me basically. Okay, San Diego definitely. I'm uh, uh next time I want to definitely see it. They say it's really seen like a lot of scenery and stuff. I want to see that. Yeah, that's. You think thing. about moving? Um, you think about moving anywhere? Yeah, um, I'm really like, cause there's this is the thing. Once you start understanding yourself, it only takes a certain amount of time. Like me, I just I'm being profiled as a gangbanger. I know it. Like I know it. You know what I'm saying? Like I look like I don't. Obviously, I don't come off that way. But like, it's it's more race here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, li- I live in a particular area where gangbanging and all that type of, you know what I'm saying? Like, I live on, but I told myself I'll live in this area because I can. As in, like, I know what this area is like. It's, it looks like Beaver Falls, bumpy roads, blah, 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 you know what I'm saying? The people who, like, I understand the people. I can understand, I can talk to anybody. But when it comes mm-hmm. to, like, police and all that, it's kind of like I'm looked at the wrong like they probably think i've been living here my whole life they probably think you know what I'm saying? they probably they probably think i need to gentrify people like him so uh-huh. that's why it's it's kind of like the only way i'll like truly want to live here is i really got it like and i'm talking right. about like i want to i don't want to be down here you feel me i want to be in like la jolla if you look it up it's uh, like la jolla that's where like tony hawk lives and uh a bunch of different golfers and whatnot but like you want to live north because north is where the money's at, and that's where, like, mm-hmm. the city's cool and all, but, like, the city's the most dangerous. Like, yeah, so you got to really watch. You the damn. The damn Tony Hawk used to, you brought that name up, that brought back flashbacks. That used to be my man. Shit, that was the best game on earth that came out, Tony Hawk's Underground Skate. Uh-huh. That was the best game I've ever played in my life, nigga. But, uh, yeah, Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk was my dude, bro. He's the only reason why I ever picked up a skateboard. Low key. It's just like John Cena's Low the only key. nigga that made me feel like wrestling was cool. There's just a certain couple couple guys that were like, it's just like LeBron. It's like you probably don't even watch basketball, but you know LeBron mm-hmm. plays. You feel me? But um, no, definitely. Uh, yeah, that's my perspective on. It's just like high pop. All right, how about this? I won't even say San Diego. I'm not gonna put these places out there. I'm gonna say high population. When it comes to high population, mm-hmm. you are diminished for your individual being. Like, nobody respects you as you. They respect you as this. Right. So I'm a mm-hmm. mutt. <laughs> so I'm in the African-American poverty. You're lo- going to look at me and think African-American poverty. I'm not saying I'm rich. I'm saying, okay, cool, but you can't just automatically presume that I am of this situation. And that's what happens a lot here because people are very groupy. 
that's what happens. Like Asians stick with the Asians, the, the Latinos stay, stick with the Latinos. Like then some some kind of cross, but a lot of people are trying to stick to their heritage and like they're trying to keep their bloodline straight because like especially like Latinos, like they really, you know, what I'm saying they're trying to implement their step. You feel me? They don't want to lose, like they own California before us. You know what I'm saying so like they're very big on like staying within their realm. Same thing with like Asians, like Asians, they got the opportunity to come here. So like they really stay, bro. It's wild. Like they're ganged up. Like they're really. I hear you, bro. And it's it's cool and all, but like you can't really. You gotta have a rarity, bro. A rarity to like kind of slide your way in. You know what I'm saying? There gotta be something Mm -hmm. of like maybe like poverty, like Filipinos. Um, that's how like African Americans and Filipinos are like really gotta restrict yourself to whatever. whatever anybody else is doing. So that's why I kind of like, I just do my own thing in a world of a lot of people because I always have the opportunity to spread my word and my brand because bro, I don't see like if I, unless I forcibly do it, I'll never see the same person twice. No, I hear you. Like just think falls, bro. I come to falls, bro. I'm at sheets. I see one to two people. If I go down the hill, I'm going to see someone driving down. You know what I'm saying? So if I, really put into perspective it's like i do miss that because it's just it just makes you feel more i don't even know the word just more more in tune oh shut the fuck up kid you my fault. but um yeah and the only reason why podcast doesn't set for me is that you can make money online now so like i said it's the same thing yeah, while i would leave san diego it's like if i can make them make you know what i'm saying the transaction from pennsylvania mm-hmm. to san diego that's not the problem. The problem was didn't I didn't have the structure before. That was the problem. When I was in yeah. Pennsylvania, I didn't know what I was going to do. Now I'm right. Here, and I'm money's like, yeah. money's different too. It's like uh, now you can make it online, so it's giving you a little bit more of uh, flex, like mm-hmm. flexibility. Definitely, because you can definitely make that bread online now. Before you had to go out and get it now. Yeah, you can get that shit right online. It's another piece of leverage, and. Um, that's why, like, cause I know I want to, I want to dip my toes into real estate. I want to dip my toes into, uh, there's a bu- bunch of different things, but I know like real estate, I want to buy a house, uh, either rent it out or Airbnb it. Um, so then it pays off the mortgage and then I sell that house to buy my own house, do the same thing, buy right. another house and then do that again, rent an Airbnb. So they pay off the mortgage. Um, so then it's just kind of like, then now I have four houses. And then I, you know what I'm saying? Now after four, you just keep duplicating. And then eventually you have like a whole commercial um, residential area. And that's, that's like the angle. Oh, I want the apartment complex. You know what I'm saying? That's, wow, man, that's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I need 20 rooms. Like here, bro, you're paying 1500 for 600 square feet. So like, you got to imagine that's uh 20 rooms. Like. No, I swear it is. You, um. I uh, remember I was just laughing the other night because we was talking about job interview questions. I was just cracking up because I know that's not even <laughs> the type. You're not even that type of guy. No, I yeah, mean, man. it's not It's not the type of guy. It's like, I want to respect podcasts, you feel me? Because there are people that want to know, like, because I, I have signature questions for the end. You feel me? Like, something that, like, no matter what, no matter what, I'm going to do every podcast because I just want the end of the podcast for people to have, like, a comparison. Like, what makes Javon J. Right. You know what I'm saying? I asked Tigo the same question as you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, 
Like, what are, what's yeah. the difference? Like, they're from the same place, but how do they think so so differently? And you know what I'm saying? So that's why I like the question. Because, like, look, bro, I'll give you, like, a random one right now. Yeah, go ahead. We can get to it. Let's see. Um, what would you like to be known for? What would I like to be known for? Um, there's a lot of things, low-key, but I feel like as of right now, that's just um, – long shot in it because like everybody has a wide variety of things they want to be known for but let me just keep it simple and basic and i want to be known for generational wealth like we spoke on um i want to expand financially and mentally and spiritually and uh as for right now learn to not be content because at this age like a lot of people become content and ain't nothing wrong with having kids or doing what you do here or whatever but I feel like where we're from, people get to a certain age and they're like, oh, well, it's normal now. Like, we can have a kid now. We're 20 years old. We both got jobs. We can have a kid. Let's do it. Why not? But it's like there's more to it that comes into that. You know what I mean? And that's low-key putting you behind. Like, I'm probably not going to have a kid so I'm about 30, 34. You know what I mean? I need everything to be in line. I need – I want to have the same lifestyle. You know what I mean? You had, I had. You know what I mean? I need shit to be in line. So um, I just want to be known for that. Like, I want to be known for generational wealth and expanding in different ways, mind and body, uh, building, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I like that. If I, shit, if I had a way to answer for me, because I, I, shit, these questions are good. Um, what would I like to be known for? I would want to be known for the guy that at least told you how to create financial freedom. The guy, like, that's the whole point of, like, a podcast or the whole point of, like, me making music or really just using my platform, like, streaming. Because if I could do anything, I just want to deliver my experience. So if I learn about financial freedom, the worst I could do is go on a podcast and talk to my friend about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, the worst thing that happens is, like, someone listens to this and they're like, that makes a lot of sense. Like, that's exactly what I want. But I would say financial, like, it got it for financial freedom but at the same time generational wealth um but to be known for just to be commendable and respected that's it okay why you want to my main question is so people always trip on respect but why do you want it because when i grew up i wasn't that's the thing i was always confused with my purpose and i feel like a lot of the people around me they were also confused. They didn't know what I wanted in life. You know what I'm saying? Even myself. So I feel like, and it's not I want respect from others. I just want no pe- people to know me for respect. You know what I'm saying? As in, I'm just mm-hmm. doing what I do and I'm just trying to help the people. Like, I just want, actually, I want to be can known. You handle? I want to know, I want to be known for giving. That's what I want. You can handle, res- you, you think you can handle respect? I feel like the black community, we don't do too well with respect sometimes. I mean, until we realize we're, where crabs in a bucket will never understand. Yeah, because you get a, you get a, um, like, it's like for us blacks, like, we get 200, 500,000. We, oh, we're set. We're rich, but that's like a, a hood rich. That's not rich, rich. You yeah, know what I mean? I tried to tell myself. And I feel like we have a, no, go ahead. I feel like we just have a habit of um, becoming content, bro, and becoming unsettling. I think settling is more of the word I want to use. 
that's why a place like San Diego is great for anyone. And it doesn't even mean San Diego. Populist, it just ex- it exposes things at an expedited rate. So, like, you're seeing rich, right. rich, 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 big house, big house, big house, big house, big Because all the things you want to see, you're going to see. So, like, what, right. you know what I'm saying? If you're not looking for it, you're not going to see it. But you're thinking, like. I hear you. You got to see it to believe it, too. When I came here, I'm like, I know people rich here. I know, like, the only way they can live here is, like, they got money. So, like, I want to see what that lifestyle is about. And you really do drive around, bro. You might randomly see Lambo, randomly see a McLaren. You know what I'm saying? Go to the right place. You'll see five McLarens. You'll see that go on Zillow and just look at the prices of these houses. Like that's a $10 million house. Like, and they're paying it just because they can see the ocean from their balcony. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the only reason why it's $7 million more than the house a block away. So that is something that I feel everybody should treat their out of body experience as something that is needed. Like they need to go change their perspective. So their perception does not define Mm -hmm. the reality. So that's, Right. That's why I love like San Diego in general because I could have moved to South Carolina, I could have moved like in, I could have moved to uh, Georgia, whatever you name it, just random state in the East Coast, and it might have delivered me the same experience as what I had in Pennsylvania. So like, right, it's gonna be hard. That's why like I even tell my mom I'm like, I wouldn't come back to Pennsylvania because, yeah, I can move money, I can find a way mm-hmm. to create a salary and a financial freedom for myself especially in such a simple environment you know what I'm saying like I the insurance job is going to that I'm about to get is going to be two times the amount is our median salary where we're from you know what I'm saying so like like you said it's right. like we get caught up in these numbers and like what is successful like what is successful I right. I still want it to be like what is this what is success to you but you need to have those mentors you need that influence of someone that is just way out of your even your thought process like damn you can actually mm-hmm. make a hundred mil off a podcast like that doesn't even like make sense to people but then if you like go on joe rogan and you really look back like he was doing the same thing every single day and just like me, you, just bro. like me right now this is how he started you know what i'm saying until he started mm-hmm. like the, the money started coming in for it so he could start investing in himself so then he could start buying that new camera buying that new mic buying you know what i'm saying so I've realized you got to use what you got to get ahead. And if you don't appreciate what right. you got, you'll never move forward. So that's kind of mm-hmm. that's that. Yeah. So yeah, what I want to be known for, I want to be known for just giving and to be like a speaker. Like I think later in life, I'm going to be like, a, I want to turn cave talks into like a Ted talks to where I can invite people like, like right, right now, that's my mm-hmm. point of the podcast is that I feel your experience will help somebody else today. That's how I feel. Right. You know what I'm saying? I feel like whatever you say today will be able to deliver some type of inspiration uh, and guidance for their next step in life. Right. So that's that's why I, I hear podcast that. is good. And if you should, if you want respect, like me, myself, I don't really, I'm so caught up in just making it happen that talking to people at home is not my top priority. You know what I'm saying? Like, now, I'll say, like, my family, like, my, and that's the thing. It makes your intermediate family that much more important. It makes, like, right. now, do, do I lack in some places when it comes to that communication? Yeah. But am I in that 18 to 24 range where it's the hardest time of your life? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So that's where I, like, I accept, and I hope they accept as well. That's what I always come down to is I really hope, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to judge, you feel me? Because I know I'm going through some shit right now, but... LeBron doesn't always post 
why him and his wife are arguing. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. so that's right. kind of yeah. like why I put it myself in that mindset. I just, I want, and especially that's why the podcast is good because if people really want to hear from me, like I'm having two hour, hour conversations with people. So like, if you really want to get my perspective, uh-huh. you can really come here and milk it and you can contact me afterwards if you feel like there's something that we connected on or something that you felt we've been restricted from each other. So, yeah. Okay. That's why, I like, there's certain things yeah. that make me feel good about not being at home. Irie, what else you got? What else you have written down? I know you got a dang notepad open over there. Okay. I already I got know. some funny ones for you, though, because I know, like, you're in, all right, what food do you dislike the most and why? What food do I dislike the most and why? Bro, I got to go with, you, what's the fuck it called? Quinoa, quinoa. Um, quinoa. Quinoa. I, I hate it. Because what is it for? The texture. What are you doing? The texture. Is like, I hate it. It's like chewing, chewing. Uh, what's it called? Popcorn kernels. Yeah, I'm just trying to eat rice. Like, just give me rice. I mean, it's a healthy alternative. That's the only way I can say, like, that's the, yeah. I, I can't. Quinoa I can't goes into, that. like, the category of, like, kombucha and, like, there is a level yeah. of healthiness, but, like, they're at a point, it's like, all right, bro, you know what I'm saying? You ain't got to sell your soul to kombucha yeah. and quinoa. I don't, I don't drink kombucha. I don't drink that shit. That's just disgusting. That's the worst. I mean, it'll clean yeah. you out. Don't get it wrong, but I mean, I'd rather just take a shot of apple cider vinegar and call it a day. You feel me? Like, yeah, hey, I'm cool on that shit. Uh, what is mine? What is mine? I say, uh, quinoa. <laughs> you said quinoa. Uh, that is that was like I was not expecting quinoa. Like that's wow. Uh, mine. Yeah, I don't fuck with that shit. Uh, I mean, I'd probably say broccoli. Nah. Yeah, I'd probably say broccoli. I was going to say, I was literally about to say, you don't even look like you eat veggies, so any veggies, <laughs> you probably do not fuck with. No, you don't I, eat no, no veggies. I mean, honestly, I do, I'm starting to eat veggies. I've implemented it into my diet because uh, I understand greens are good for your heart, so... You know what I'm saying? Don't play me. Nigga. Look, you got to be able to implement strategies to be able now, to. Now, that is relaxed. I got all that sugar in it. How much sugar it got in it? Let's see. How much sugar is that? Probably that shit is fire, though. It is fire. But beyond the sugar part, I just, I get it for the greenery. Ah. Got to make sure, you, like, I had sea moss for a bit, and I just, I cut that off. But it was for my own uh, digestive system and whatnot. But, yeah, I try to keep greens around me just to. Yeah, all right, my fault, bro. Like, shit, like, I got, uh, you are, you know, that acid right. reflux, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's why I was like, you know what? You know, I know about that shit. I, I don't, you act like I did know about that. I, nigga, I just learned about it my damn self. I've had, I've had acid reflux since I was five. Word? I've had to take Xantax. Xantax, what they give people with acid reflux, like for heartburn, acid reflux, bruh. What, nigga, I had to take Xantax every, before every game. Uh, after I would eat, because yeah, bro, as you get older, you can't eat and just lay straight down. You're gonna get that hard burn. It's, yeah. gonna, it's, it's gonna, gonna hurt. Come back up too, like yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit's terrible. Yeah, I learned that the hard way, bro. Like, damn, that's yeah, that shit since five. I did not know that, bro. What? My shit no, for a grip. Damn, my shit really just started. Like, just started to. Uh... But I, honestly, one thing that actually like really did like help it was CMOS. 
It like that shit changed, it changed my life, bro. I took it once a day, took a whole tablespoon of sea moss, if not two a day. And bro, that shit changed mm-hmm. my life. And I ain't gonna flex you. Like every day I was waking up like, come on, bro. Like just that yeah, that mm. and Damn. I take sea moss, bro, automatically, even just from the entrance down. Like it just soothed everything. It was like aloe for like a burn. That's how I felt. See, I need. I'm gonna try because I got some sea moss here. I'm gonna try. No, go ham, but just be dedicated. Don't don't half ass it, and make sure you're still like eating appropriate. You know what I'm saying? Try try to be as healthy right. as possible when you do it, because it's not gonna respect you if you just throw some fried foods with it. I hear you. Uh, all right, so that was a good question. That was a good question. Um, let's see. Okay, okay, okay. Got a couple, got a couple, got a couple of my fault podcast because I know you're straight audio here. Um, okay, damn, this is deep. Okay. Um, what was your biggest failure and how did you overcome it? Mm. Last time. Mm. Last time. Um, I even tried to ask myself that in my head. I was like, ooh, that's a. Biggest failure, biggest failure would be me um I'd say whenever I uh stopped taking um basketball as serious as I took football for a certain period of time, like the worst period of time. I was taking football more serious. No, I was taking basketball more serious than football uh around my senior year because I didn't have a quarterback. Once Danny slid, I'm like, damn. Just, I need. I'm a wide out. I need someone to throw me to rock, right? Yeah. And um, so I started taking basketball, like started giving it more attention and more respect than I was with football. And really, with football, it's easier to go farther a little bit more than basketball. Like basketball, it's hard as hell to get to the NBA. It's a little bit more. It's a little. If you really want to think about it, it's a little bit more easier to go to the NFL. You got defense. You got offense. There are so many things yeah, to the you, defense. Well, it's, you can finesse with your bodily. Restrictions, right, right, you know right. Like basketball, right. nah. You, they're these youngins that are really about to make it. You're watching them play, but you don't realize like they're all six five, six six. Like the, right, these, right, like, right. These young niggas, they're not. Like when you're watching these high school, like it, it blows my mind too because like I didn't really believe it, bro. But like California basketball is like that. Mm-hmm. Like you go to average school, like bro. We, <laughs> this is where it gets real funky, nigga. Because you put yourself in that situation, you're like. Would I make this, like, make the team, nigga? Like, because in reality, right, it's like, right. where is my place and how good am I? Like, like I could, honestly, I would say, like, I would put you in a game. I don't know if I'm starting you, though. I mean, you're a guard, though, so I, no, I would put you on the court. I'm trying to, like, compare what I've seen in California basketball. Like, mm-hmm. I like I like your defensive, like, your defense approach. So I would definitely put you in because you're defense first. Um so the defense and the fast break opportunist. So you you would do good with big, tall, fucking. You know what I'm saying? Like you did with Creech and. Well, I'm giving anybody buckets, bro. Look, look. Just from a coach's perspective, if I was a coach, I would definitely yeah, I'll put you in. I'll put you in. And you're not like you're still six foot. You feel me? You're not like five eight. You feel me? So like I, you still got a little bit of reach. You know what I'm saying? So defense is gonna be your forte. Hey, look, Doug Biega is a goat. Cause now that I think about it, I'm like. Who picks these fucking animals out of the fucking earth? Like, there's no way. Every time I looked at the basketball team, I'm like, there, 
he he didn't even care. He said, "I'm gonna pick the most athletic beings that are large, and I'm gonna win. And if they're not large, they're the yeah, fastest, wait. scrappiest, best shooters you've ever seen in your. And somehow just he come into school like yeah. Sook, Sook didn't get fucked. He's like, "All right, I just need enough players to make it double A. Like I ain't really worried. Like, right. hey, you want to play football? Hey, we need you. We need you. Look, so you're gonna be, you're, oh. we're gonna need you somewhere oh. on the field." Biega, he looked at you and be like, I don't even know if you're you're fit for my program. I don't know if uh can you run these stairs thirty times? Show me. And then still wouldn't give you the job. That's the type of nigga he is. Biega yeah. was definitely uh everything was strategic with him. Like that's a strategic dude, like and anything going against his strategy, he's more he's confident enough to know to say, All right, motherfucker, I'm gonna talk to you later then. Like I'm not even about to bullshit. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, he's yeah. a no He's a no bullshit ass person, so that's why. Because if you're trying to succeed, you just can't entertain all the bullshit that comes your way. You're going to be in the same position five years from now. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, no, definitely. He taught me. He taught me a lot as far as with basketball and about life through basketball. Okay. 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 What do I? What do I feel for my? I have a couple different things I could call failures, but I really. I wouldn't call them regrets, though. Like, everything has obviously shaped me to be where I'm at today. So, yeah, so it's hard for me to, like, call something a failure because no matter what, it's a lesson. So right. that's my first step to the question. But if I had, like, to pick something, there's a couple. I, honestly, no, they all tie together. I think if I would have really took baseball to, like, you know what I'm saying? But that's the thing. I would... Mm-hmm. I bounce around because I'm like I was restricted. I mean, I didn't, my parents couldn't afford AAU, so but that's the right. thing. If I didn't play football at all, like you said, there's a point in time where you should focus on one thing because then you, as a mm-hmm. child, you have way too many things to learn and to observe and take in. So way like, you need to have one lane. Like this is who you are, and trust it. Like this is who, and make sure you love it. So when it came to like that, I had too many options for myself when it came to like my personal life, I have way too, like I could choose if I want to play baseball or I'm right, you know I'm going right. to stop playing football for two years. Cause I'm lazy. It's not because mm-hmm. you know I'm I didn't have someone like, nah, get your ass. You know what I'm saying? My mom's working. My stepdad's working. So like, they're just trying to make a shake and I'm just like, what should I do? You know what I'm saying? So right. All right. I hear you. I would say, yeah, but no matter what, without excuses, without anything, I would say just taking baseball more seriously or, I don't know, bro. I would love to say start like playing football from ninth grade up. Oh, failure. I, it's not failure, but there's a couple things. Like I wish I would have played basketball. Like I wish I would have not like played like. But that's the thing. I don't. I wouldn't have played the first year, so to diminish my. But that I hit a growth spurt in sophomore year. Like so, it really didn't make sense to me to hoop because I was short as hell. So like I was more like right. short and stubby, and then all of a sudden ninth grade, tenth grade came around, and I was actually. Five, ten, forty. Exactly where I was supposed to be. So it kind of took time, but I'd say taking baseball more seriously, and because then I could actually made a career out of it. Because I realized once there was one thing, Coach Rao, he implemented that structure, that serious attitude, like Mm -hmm. that. Like I'm gonna make sure, like y'all got like the end of the stick or like the beginning of the stick, I should say. Like so, it was hard for y'all to like intake like what Coach Rao was actually gonna do for you because it's your senior year. And that's it. So, like, the most he could do is just make us better for this year. Like, he can't really, like, right. give you 
like an envisionment. He's just thrown into the pot. All right, I got y'all. You know I'm saying I'm gonna make sure right. shit's at least better than what y'all experienced before. Which he did. Um, we ended up going like six and nine that year when we were, we went four and thirteen. So he did create like somewhat of an improvement. Um, but then the next season, uh, we ended up going to playoffs, and uh, but that had a lot to do with the fact that I changed my like. Coach Rod looked me in my face. He said, why do you want to be number two? And I said, because that's my favorite number, and it defines me. He was like, well, honestly, I don't care. It's a medium. We have other mediums. What, what large jersey do you want? I was like, what? I think I was number two since, you know what I'm saying? Since I started, and I'm number two. Like, my ego was, like, speaking. And he's like, nah, I pick a large, right. large jersey. And I'm like, all right, bet. So then... But I picked 11 because it was a Roman numeral for two. From that point on, he showed me that it's not about how you look. Like, he, he was able to, like, just from a situation be like, look, it's not about how you look. It's not about how you present. It's about how you play and how you really right. dedicate yourself to this game. And then from there on, like, I batted 450. You know what I'm saying? 450, I, bro, I was averaging almost two hits a game, like, Right. Like two, I'm almost like two for four on average every game. So like you can mm-hmm. guarantee I'm on a bag. You feel me? So, but and also he was like, you know what, Kay, do you want to play first base? And I was like, word. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, bro. It took me because I'm a giving person. That's the problem why I can't be a catcher. I give too much. I'm always trying to like even when I'm supposed to be up at bat, I'm still worried about last inning. Like how can we solve this defensive setting? Like, I'm like, come on, man. You got to make sure you fucking get that pick at first. Well, we never had a good first baseman. I'll tell you that. That's one thing. The reason why we sucked is because we didn't have a good first baseman. We could have survived. We could have been at least average if we had a good first baseman. At least average. Because if you looked at every team we played, they always had that superior lefty dick-slapping first baseman. Like, this fucking just always hit hard and just annoying. If you're at first or third, like, they're just wailing it down the line. Definitely, but bro. that's what I was able to implement for my senior year, and then uh, yeah, I batted 450. Um, my fielding percentage was like 991, like I think I had one error all year, and so you were snapping, snapping. And uh, I will say, yeah, I got caught with uh, weed in school, so that definitely oh, I, okay, there's a failure. I'll say getting caught with weed in school. That was one of my biggest failures because it restricted me from going the long haul in baseball. Like instead of just being JUCO, I could have been like mm-hmm. I could have been at least D two, and and I would have been a Beaver County All Star. But Gee, my yeah. coach told me straight up, he was like, mm. you know what I'm saying like it's not they're not gonna give you that. You know what I'm saying you you got the wrong press run right now. You know what I'm saying so it was kind of like I was a Beaver County All Star. Like I was better than probably ninety percent of people in the league but you know what I'm saying I just gotta accept what it is so I say failure actually yeah, getting caught with weed in school and then ironically going to smoke with this nigga this exact guy right here I just actually talked about this story because it's so fucking like crazy I get caught with weed in school okay I'm suspended for a week what happens what the fuck this nigga called me for alright bet yo what you doing in the in the, uh, the celly what you doing Shit, chilling. He's like, I know you suspended, nigga. And you're out of school. You're one year out of school. So that means, like, you ain't give a fuck about high school right now. You're like, oh, you're out of school, nigga. What's up? Smoke something. I'm like, I was like, I ain't got no 
ride or anything. He's like, nah, I'll come, pull, I'll pull up, I'll pick you up, whatever. I, I gotta go do, I gotta handle some shit, anyways. I'm like, all right, bet, bet, let's just do it. Fuck it, I'm depressed, nigga. I'm like, fuck it, I ain't got shit to do. I might as well get high and just ride along. And uh, <laughs> this is such a great story. Uh, nigga picks me up. He's like, all right, I'm we're rolling up a CEO roll up, boom. Then we're on our way. Um, well, no, we smoked before. I don't know how it exactly went, but we smoked before, and then somehow we went down the hill and uh, got down the way, and somehow we got pulled over. Ironically, um, this man, I, we got pulled over because this man, for the third time, has been warned. Third time to have his tags on his car, and he has his tags in his fucking house. In his fucking house. So what does the cop do? They know I just got arrested for weed in school. And I just turned 18. Like, I just turned 18. So, they detained me and sat me on the fucking curb. Like, they put me on a curb with my arms behind my back. And while they just... Oh, Javon Turner, you're the one that fucking wanted... And I'm over here like, yeah, I'm just on the curb while y'all are just having the best time ever, right? Yeah, warn him a fifth time. He wins state championships. Bring taxes to Beaver Falls. That's what Javon does. Like, that's Javon Turner. He brings tax dollars to Beaver Falls. You can't be upset with this guy. He's the reason why people want to play basketball here. That's the reason why they move here. I'm dead serious. And that's how I analyze it now. I'm like, damn, they really respect this thing because we're down bad. Like, our population, if it gets any lower, we're not a city. So, we don't get city money. So, if Javon Turner... It's in a bad place. Well, we ain't going to win championships. That means nobody wants to come to Beaver Falls because we ain't winning championships. There ain't shit here. So, yeah. Uh, Anyways, but I was, yeah, detained on a curb. And, uh, you know, they just reminded him, like, that he was the greatest individual on earth. And just make sure you call just call your mother and make sure you got your tags in the house. And he did. And, yeah. So, yeah. And, oh, yeah, by the way, everybody and their mom called me at this exact moment. Because we're just at the most public, public, we're in the main avenue of our hometown, in front of the most popular convenience store. I have my aunt, my mom, my you name everybody in my family, they were calling me at that exact moment. So that's kind of like, that that was, yeah, I was getting caught with weed in school, but that was just ironic that that happened directly after. And then, uh, yeah, so I'm not going to really bring up the logistics of it or anything but um all right so i got a couple more questions a couple more questions because we're coming up to that that hour point. yeah i'm about to say i gotta pick up uh, my shorty yeah i gotta from, take uh, a shit too so it's all good uh, ew, you're nasty you gonna say that while she's walking behind you it's true love um anyways oh, you know you in a relationship man true love that's what i'm saying all right. my fault all right, my fault my f- <laughs> Yes, I am. But that's what I'm saying. Like, LeBron don't show his wife either, so it's okay. I could just keep promoting LeBron James. He does. He shows Savannah. You, do you know? No, I name? know. I respect the way you do. Like, I do want to start implementing the way you do. I'm an artist. Uh, Heather. No, no, no. What's um, LeBron's wife's name? Yeah, Savannah. You just said it, though. So, like. Okay, okay, just, okay. But you just said okay. it. I don't know if you did. I don't. Oh, so you didn't know it. I mean, I, I just remember, like, Savannah J something on Instagram. I don't know. I, yeah, I follow okay, the book. Okay. But anyways, um, all right, so let's get into these interesting questions. If you had $50,000 to start your own business, what business would you start? Uh, I'm probably going to start off with, like, 
interesting business. Um, I'm opening a Starbucks in Beaver Falls. Mm. Or College Hill. I need something. I need something that's right in between Chippewa and Beaver Falls. Yeah. There's no Starbucks. The only Starbucks we have close to us is in um, Manaka and Center, up there by Walmart and the movie theaters. Okay. There's no, there's no Starbucks. We have a Dunkin', but start. Come on now, let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. We're going. I'm opening up a Starbucks right in between Chippewa and Beaver Falls. Okay. And maybe a little bit by if with, I. That's with fifty k, I tried to get by the party. Fifty k. What? With fifty k, you can start up a. Well, Starbucks? you can start a fran- You can start a Starbucks, your own Starbucks franchise, with thirty five. Okay. And you still I got know Chick Fil A. I know Chick Fil A is ten. But like, yeah, yeah, you can. You, you have can to start run it. the whole thing though. Like Chick Fil A wants you like right. hands on in that, like making sure the fries going into the fryer. That's what right. No, no, I But I mean, for ten thousand dollars, I'm all in. So, and I've been telling a lot of people about that too. Like that. That's where actually, since you brought up that idea, um, give me two seconds. All right. Um, hold on. You're not going to tell me. And my Cheetos done, man. What's wrong with niggas, man? Oh, he's messing up. My fault podcast. Um just had to finish shorty was leaving the uh leaving the crib. Um alright, so back to this. Alright, we're finishing up here. Uh sorry about that little delay. Um let's see. So fifty thousand start your own business, yeah. I'll put a Chick-fil-A in Chippewa. That would be mm-hmm. that would probably be my move most likely. I would uh definitely take that fifty <laughs> I'd probably put one in Chippewa, one in uh I would start expanding if I had fifty K I'll probably I'll probably do two or three. And I'll probably, I was about to say you got money to do two or three. Yeah, might as well and then save twenty just to stay safe. So that's kinda uh, that'd be my perspective for that. Okay. Okay. If you had to work and you didn't need money, what would you do? If I had to work and I didn't need money? Yeah. Like didn't? Yeah, like you, like if you had to work and you didn't, all right, you didn't need the money, like you didn't need the money at all. Like, what would you just do? Um, small job or big job? Huh? Small job or big job? Uh, whatever. All right, so since I don't need the money, I'm gonna try and do hmm, a small one, and I would do 
Small, I try and be a manager somewhere real quick because you only got to work four hours. I would low key want to either go to Arc or um, Pass Event and be a house uh, um, house manager, something like that. So that's, that's, what, that's what you would be if you didn't get like if you weren't to get paid at all. Oh no! So question means well, like if like essentially like mine my answer would be music because I could just make music. You know what I'm saying, and not have to worry about making the money. I feel like. So you mean you mean what would I like to do if it didn't? If make I was it? not going to get paid at all. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what would you do? That's uh, just like. Yeah. I thought you meant if I didn't need the money, like if I wasn't stressed. Oh, about yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. If I um wanted to do something and I wasn't getting paid, it would be music as well. You know, like I fuck with the music. Yeah. Definitely. Because yeah, I feel like it's just therapeutical, and it doesn't really take much. Man, work, you know what I'm saying? Like, your body's not going to be right. stressed. And, uh, it's more just doing no, what definitely. you do. Okay, I like that. I like that. Okay. You've been given an elephant. You can't give it away or sell it. What would you do with the elephant? Keep it? I'm an animal lover. I'm going to find another way to keep it. I'm sorry. I know he's big as shit, but if I got the money, <laughs> I'm keeping it. Okay, okay. I'm a, uh, you can't you can't give it away or sell it. So you, I mean, what are you doing with it though? Like you can keep it because that's what you have to do. But what are you gonna do with mm -hmm. it? Like what what would you do with your elephant? I'm gonna have people be able to come see it. I let people have close relationships with it so they can pay to see it. Okay, okay, money maker. Yeah, okay. I would definitely do that. I'd be transparent. Like, since he was since he's a baby. Yeah, I'd be. Yeah, actually, mine's a little more inhumane. But, uh, I, yeah, I'll be transporting shit with that man. I'll be putting shit on his back. We'll be out. Like, whatever it is. I ain't no Bro, like, I'm just... All right, yeah, I'm not... All right, Who's I, your car? All right, yeah. Anyway, yeah, honestly, I'm like... If I... not nah, see, look. If I had an elephant, I would want to have some land. Like, so where I could just, like, you know... Mm -hmm. Ride my elephant where the fuck I want to. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, probably the same right. thing. The only way it's like you just you probably want to show off an elephant. I don't really think anybody's just gonna have an elephant and not want to do something with it. But yeah, that was a, a very different question. Um, I tested. You know, everything's a taste test sometimes in life. All right, so we're gonna do one more, I guess, funnier question. Um, okay, if you were if you were to be a tree. What type, tree, you what type of tree would you be and why? I'd be the, uh, that tree in Lion King. You know, the, uh, the, the, uh, what's the tree? Uh, you know, yeah, I want to be that tree. Okay, okay. That's the tree of generations. I need that. Okay, I, I would probably be, uh, I'd probably be Mar Mary Jane. That'd be the tree I'd be. I'd be weed. You'd be Mary Jane. Yeah, I'd be some weed. That's the tree I'll be. I hear you. I want to help. That ain't a bad answer. I want to be help the people. You know what I'm saying? Just... That ain't a bad answer, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. That ain't bad. Because then you drop seeds and you can reproduce yourself. So you kind of just like shit. I'm dropping seeds and reproducing anyways. Yeah, at 35. Anyways. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Signature questions. So these are questions I'm gonna ask everybody that comes onto the podcast. Um. All right, so what makes you different than society? Um, I'm motivated and disciplined. Half of people you meet, three first people you meet ain't disciplined. Okay, I like that answer. It's short and sweet. Um, I like that. How can you make the world a better place? 
my spirituality, being a Christian, I can help people, you know, revert them to God. Not convert them, not convert, hear me clearly, but just get people to see, like, how God helps them and, you know, introduce them to God. I'm going to just keep it like that. Okay, okay. Introduction to spirituality. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Yeah. Um, Okay, and the last question of the podcast, you feel me? And like I said, um, since we got the format, you feel me? You understand how shit moves now. It won't be as, like, we don't have to be as tactical. We don't have to be, like I said, next time, if you want to come on again, we could always just, like, just come up with a topic or something that we just want to, like, attack. It could be 30 minutes. It could be 45. It could be three hours. You feel me? As long as we, uh, as long as we plan it. Um, last question, and this is the final question. I appreciate everybody that came out. I haven't been checking the chat. Um, we do have two, two viewers at the moment. I appreciate y'all for stopping through, um, but I will say the last question here to finish up the podcast. Shout out to everybody that is on Spotify, uh, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. And uh, last question is, do you love yourself? Yes, love myself. You can't love nobody till you love yourself. You don't going to have no direction because without love, you don't have no purpose, low key, in yourself. So it's like you got to have love to do everything you want to do as far as yourself. So yes, I love myself sometimes too much. I'd rather over love myself than not love myself enough. You feel me? Rather be. Definitely. Yeah, I like that. You got to exude confidence so then that can influence others because that's the most, right. that's the problem with most people is that self-doubt. Self-doubt is why you can't create the purpose and then you can't create faith. So if you don't have faith, right. have purpose, and then, so it's just like, it's a damaging alignment. But, okay, right. shit, we've probably been on here for about an hour chopping it up, you feel me? I appreciate you, my nigga, for coming through. We did tap into a few Always, things. bro. I needed to hear, you feel me? I did not know you lived in uh, Baltimore. That's dope. Uh, actually, before you go, what the fuck is it like? Nigga, is it dangerous? Like, <laughs> like is it? Um, yeah, anywhere you go is dangerous. But, right. you know me, I'm my, my business and get where I got to go and get back. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, it's like, I, uh, yeah, I'm like. Seven minutes from like the yeah you know I mean like the the trap, but I'm on a little bit of the outskirts, seven minutes away. So no, like shit's definitely dangerous. But like my eyes is always on a swivel, but I can relax. Okay. It's not too crazy. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah, I see what you're saying. It's not as compact here. Trust me, it's like a little spread. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right, bet. Well, I appreciate yeah. you, my boy. Um, Always, bro. Anytime I'll come back on here, bro. I appreciate that, my nigga, and you're welcome on whenever you want. Um, yeah, so shout out to Javon Turner for coming on. Uh, do you have any links or anything um, of that nature you want people to Instagram, anything that you want to... Uh, nah, I mean, follow me on Instagram. I'm JT2As, 2Ys, 3Es. And uh, just chilling, man. Follow me up, though. Alrighty, bet. I'll have the uh, link in the description on YouTube. Um, you heard you heard it directly from him. You feel me? Make sure you drop a follow. This was a great time. K Talks featuring Jay Vaughn Turner. You feel me? We're signing out here. I appreciate your time, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Always. All right, bro. See you later, bro. Yes.